to the Skeptic Wire. Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. I'm David Harcourt. I'm joined by Gary Lawn. Hello. Donna Swafford. Hello. And Greg Perrine. Hello, my friends. And we're re- we're broadcasting from the Go Studios, the lovely Go, 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 Studios. Go Recording Studios in San Antonio, Texas. The studio that is not the Medillahunty International Studio, right. but no, just as lovely. Right. McDillahunty Studios. I like that. <laughs> So we're going to give you some, uh, bring you some uh, news and views with a skeptical angle. Indeed, we are. And we're going to start with. What would you like to start with? Do you want to start with Charles Manson? Anyone? Sure. <laughs> let's start with Charles Manson. <laughs> Charles let's, Manson. Let's start on a light note. <laughs> yeah, start on a light note. Charles Manson recently came out on the, I guess, skeptical side. Of... He's, he's gay. <laughs> No, he came out in favor of global warming studies. In uh, favor okay. of? Well, he's saying that global warming, you know, that there is, is a real. legitimate cause it's and real. it's real and, yeah. and everything else. Because and, it's getting hotter and hotter in that in that cell. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. You know, and he prefaced that statement I saw by saying, we are God. Yes, we are God and Satan, all in one. Yeah. Who's we? Humans. <laughs> Humans? Humans. Dolphins. <laughs> well, yeah, they're satanic. I mean, well, they take so it's always good to have take a look at one. Manson on our side, you know, um, speaking. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll take that one. Fight. Sure, we'll, we'll take we'll take that one because <laughs> that that's better than than having uh, uh, just uh, Hitler Sheen Martin yeah. Sheen or whatever the hell his name is. The uh, Martin? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Sorry, Martin, about your insane child. Which one, Emilio or? I wouldn't know about Emilio. Okay. <laughs> he just made crappy movies in the 80s. Not completely crappy. Not all of oh, them. Oh, someone's a Young Guns fan. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> so one more convert to the... Or right. convict or... Um, the quote from... To the cause. The quote from Charles Manson is, If we don't change that as rapidly as I'm speaking to you now, if we don't put the green yeah, back You need on to say plan, that really fast. I can't. You need to... Go back and say that very fast. No, I can't. <laughs> well, don't worry. Gary, we'll take care of it in post. Yeah, we'll, if we don't we'll, we'll speed it up. If we don't put the green back on the planet and put the trees back that we've butchered, if we don't go to war against the problem, and then he went on his usual stuff of, I live in the underworld, I don't tell people <laughs> what to do, they know what to do. Um, well, that... I don't know if they know what to do because they don't come around me because I'm very, very mean. Well, that's, that know. adds weight to his argument. Um, it, it really it really makes me want to uh, listen to him and and follow what he has to say. Yeah. yeah. That would be sarcasm, wouldn't it? That would be sarcasm. All right. <laughs> well, I've got something to, to chat about. It's a little lighter than uh, Charles Manson. <laughs> well, I mean, not that Charles Manson was so heavy in yeah. this time, except for the demons and angels and... Right. God, devil. And bad, bad. He's only probably references. a couple hundred pounds, not that heavy. But yeah. No. yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of not that heavy, <laughs> apparently Kate Hudson's unborn baby has turned her into a witch because she was interviewed on Entertainment uh, Tonight recently about one of her new movies, and she used a pendulum that had a gold ring and some of her hair. And she swung it above, 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 above her belly, 
And apparently that <laughs> predicted what the sex of her child was. And she said it was... It was Please kind of, tell me. It Please was, tell me. This was very witchy of me. So yeah. apparently yeah. unborn babies turn you into witches. And uh, according to the piece of metal, oh Kate is predicting that she's going to have a girl Yay! to match the son that she has, Ryder. Will she name her oh, Glinda? Like Glinda? No, you could all. be. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that explains uh, Christine O'Donnell. Um, yes, but okay. she's not a witch. She's us. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a witch. Oh, wait, no witch. <laughs> I think I was called that. No, oh, that's right. See, long letters. See, I, I was, was, was going to say that the the whole so, child turns you into a witch thing. I think you're off by a couple of letters. So she <laughs> she has a pendulum, right? She attached her hair to the end of the pendulum. her hair, not the baby's hair. Her hair, basically, the pendulum was a gold ring. That lovely made, blonde hair of her. Yeah, just plucked a hair off out of Harry Potter okay. and Polyjuice potion. Okay, and, and it goes right left. It's a boy. Or it is it goes let's see. up down. Doesn't really matter, but. Well, that's a good question because if it goes up down, she. The, uh, mm. <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're not. No. We're not. If it goes in a circle, it's a girl. A boy, it goes back and forth. But back and forth is kind of a version of no, a circle. circle. So it's just. Well, it's. Yeah. Oh. It's the so, idiom, idiomotor effect. So if, if it goes in sort of an oval shape, it's going to be a transsexual. I think yeah. what this tells us is she wants a girl. Right. Yeah. And wants to be committed to an insane asylum. <laughs> Good. We didn't have to describe who the hell Kate Hudson was. <laughs> She's a movie actress. I know I, okay. I actually know that. Okay. <laughs> and her mother is Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Oh. Right. Uh, so so that's another person to add to your list of actors, actresses, or musicians who you kinda liked until you found out what they really believed, like, you know, Mel Gibson. Charlie Sheen. Did I ever like Kate Hudson? No. Oh, <laughs> oh that's like... a shame. Almost but if she was in the middle Goodness. column, you could add her to the, okay, too bad. I'm not going to see any of Tom Cruise's movies anymore. Kind of sure. thing. Oh, well, I already knew that. <laughs> right. Okay. What else do we have here? We have um, three cups of tea. Oh, look, another memoirist. Fudging on the details. This it should have been happen. a million little cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not tea. Maybe just coffee. No, I knew nothing about this book until I looked it up today on the internet. So, uh, somebody please talk about this book. And Essentially, the book is the story of the author, and I've lost his name right now off the top of my head. I can't remember his name. We'll Morton call him said. Reggie. Mortensen, I think is his name, something like that. He basically made this, he wrote this book and he tells a story about how he was hiking and he got sick and this group of Afghans Afghans basically took him in and he decided that he would raise money and build a school for it. And John Krakauer from Into Thin Air donated, was one of the first people to make a major donation to build this school. It has now come out that this incident may or may not have happened. Right. The way he described, or if at all. And it's interesting, the coverage I've seen, it it sounds very much like the million pieces, where at first it's like, but it's done so much good. It's been such an inspiration. And it's caused people to donate and build schools in Afghanistan. 
and kind of excusing. But but this yeah. is this so has happened. Heroin. But this has happened a, a lot. I mean, just throughout the history of, of nonfiction books, is uh, like a lot of Holocaust books. Eli Wiesel uh, uh, and, and Knight, I think. He, I, I hope I'm not slandering him, but one of those guys who wrote a Holocaust book uh, that was highly praised was uh, shown to be false. And then Oprah Winfrey had one on where the guy fell in love yeah, with his like, Jewish pieces. girl. Plus, oh, no, one. no, Million Little Pieces is... The, the <clears throat> author who wrote Million Little Pieces basically made these statements about how he had was raised in an abusive household and everything else and he fought back and he'd done drugs and gone to prison and had like four root canals without painkillers and, and all of these things and then it came out that <laughs> that's an his odd I, fact to remember <laughs> his, his, his three month stint in prison was three hours basically waiting for his uncle to bail him out of jail <laughs> it can it can seem like three months you got the guy <laughs> Not that I've ever been looking at you, hey baby, baby. <laughs> and let us not forget the most famous, you know, non-fiction, you know, Holocaust book that you know is just a entire pack of lies. Anne Frank, actually, a three hundred pound man from Utah named Bob. No, that's that. Yeah, not not a little girl. None of that is true. <laughs> not intended to be the a factual statement. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, which would be all of you. <laughs> it, speaking of not intended to be a factual For questions statement, and complaints. <laughs> contact Go Studios. I do want to make a correction from last week of something I said. <clears throat> and I did say that rocky bodies could form before the first stars, and that is absolutely untrue. Because all you had is hydrogen and helium. So in my defense, you know, it, it was not intended to be yeah, factual a statement. factual statement. It was intended <laughs> to convey an idea... Um, that we should be open to theories of epigenesis not intended to be effective. So we could probably get life before there were planets. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if all we have is hydrogen and helium, that's really not Well, I mean, I know life. a whole lot of gas bags. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about how technology is damaging our brains. Uh, how... <laughs> Basically, it's the same argument over uh, whether or not technology is basically too addictive and people are constantly checking their Facebook, checking their Twitter, checking their email, because I know I can't ignore the little, you've got mail. <laughs> it's like my own version of crack. <laughs> so. AOL knew what they were doing. So basically, people are, are they're losing productivity now. Yeah, they. I think they've been losing productivity for a long time. <laughs> Ever since internet solitaire. Yeah. Yes. So so how is this damaging our brains? It's affecting our short-term memory because we're multitasking too many things. So how so, is this affecting our brains? <laughs> Maybe we should talk about how technology is harming our brains first. Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Okay, I think we have uh, something in the news about a, a, a psychic success having to do with the Long Island Killer. Yes, um, apparently, um, I'm not entirely sure when exactly this was, but um, you know, the the story of the the Long Island serial killer, who I don't know if they've found yet, but I don't think they have. I don't think they're still looking for bodies. Right. Apparently, one of the missing girls' family hired a psychic. 
to basically help them find the body. And according to, you know, all the uncritical people out there, um, it's a complete success. The psychic predicted exactly where the body was going to be. But fortunately, we have ben Benjamin Rand Radford on our side who wrote a little bit in Discovery News um, about how what the prediction from the psychic was, was that her body would be buried in a shallow grave overlooking a body of water. No. And nearby there would be a sign with the letter G in it. It wasn't that a prediction from the X-Files episode? It could have been. Oh, wait, there was well, a small stormtrooper in the X-Files episode. <laughs> but, well, considering that the bodies are found in, oh, Long Island. Yes, so Long Island <laughs> is a Long Island that's near a lot of water. Plus, it might have a few lakes and rivers. So that's one thing where, duh, it's, of course it's going to be near water. But, but, surely, that, but surely there's not a sign that has a G in it. On well, Long Island. <laughs> Long Island, and it's near Cherry Grove, uh, Regent Drive, plus all the common parking signs out there. Highway, wrong way, no stopping, parking, no parking, rough road, next right, emergency <laughs> stopping only. I, I'd say that's a pretty much a hit on the G. So it's, it's a lot of the kind of stuff, plus the fact that the... So they're calling this a big success with a lot of those kind of wishy-washies. Well, there's a sign with a G in it, or it's near water. But they're saying it's success, success even though the idea of it being buried in a shallow grave was completely and utterly wrong. The bodies were out in the open, just in a forest, not even covered with leaves. They don't even have that out. Huh. Yeah. So um, a lot of uncritical people are saying, oh yeah, it's a perfect psychic hit, and... You know, people like Benjamin Radford have wrote, written books and articles about, you know, give me your best case for a psychic hit. And I'll, I'll look into it and we'll see what it is. And every time it's pure BS. So stack one up for... Um, well, if the serial bullshit. killer is still loose, maybe next time he'll go ahead and dig a shallow grave. We can only hope. <laughs> And hopefully they'll put the psychic in it. <laughs> who's, 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 who's a psychic? Um, they didn't say the name of the psychic. Just that the family of one of... Yeah, a Clair, clairvoyant. A know. clairvoyant. At least just the in the are, are, Benjamin are Radford article. Are just a type of psychic? Or, or is psychism, uh, clairvoyant... Are they the same thing? My understanding is the word is synonymous. Uh -huh. Right. A voyant being seer of some sort. Named Claire. Yes. Sure. We'll go with that. The psychic was named Claire. Okay. So this psychic was hired by the family. By the family. At least the psychic was not hired by the police. No. Right. And, right. and used city resources and uh, time. Yeah. So they, they, they drive up and down places near water looking at signs with G's on them? Uh, apparently and not. How, and how, what, how, what does near mean? Yeah. I mean, how close is near? That's part of the problem. Yeah. You know, you could say, oh, it was a mile away. Well, that was kind of near. <laughs> in Texas, that's <laughs> right in your backyard. That's true. Now, true. you're in New York City. A mile away is pretty damn far. Yeah. Yep. Or, yeah. But Long Island is very rural. Well, not very rural, but it's more suburban, yeah. spread out. Um, I would have never thought to call Long Island suburban. Compared to why? Compared, I mean, compared to New to York City. City. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah but... When you grow up near New York City, everything else, even like Los Angeles and Chicago, are suburban compared to New York City. Okay. 
And thus I have spoken. <laughs> okay, Greg. <laughs> tell me what you get if you call 1-800-CHICAGO. You get a sex line. Woohoo! Uh, wait, no. Clarify that. You don't get a sex line. You get a sex line operator who, for the courtesy of your credit card, will connect you with a sex line. Right. So Thank you, you don't for actually clarifying. get the sex line. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's true. You have to you have to be clear on that point because some people may be tr- trying to call, hoping that it'll automatically bill their friend's phone. Right. But basically, <laughs> what's been happening is this little company called Prime Telecommunications. Hey, Greg. Uh, yeah. Dave, can I can I can I borrow one of your credit cards? <laughs> <laughs> they've been um, they've been basically every time a information line kind of goes dormant or something, they'll buy up the phone number real quickly and then you know <laughs> and then they'll basically substitute in one of their sex phone lines. That's brilliant. So, you know, one eight hundred Chicago, which was the tourism hotline, is now one of these uh, porn portals and things like um, uh, what is it, the Cook County Jail toll free inman- inmate information line. Um, all these sort of numbers, the company just quietly buys them up. And then replaces it. Chicago. Yeah, but you see, this phone has the numbers <laughs> spread out to QWERTY keyboard. So I have to really think to spell. No, I, I, no, I think, I think, I bet, I'll bet <clears throat> if you type in Chicago, it'll dial. Do you think so? Yep. No, it won't even, it won't even let me. Go under options. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was that about? <laughs> Technology having a problem with our short term memory. I want to memory. hear this, and I don't have the proper phone to tile <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> well, Donna, weren't you saying there was another uh, another couple people, like a rape crisis right. line or something? Basically, it was a number that was established in the 80s specifically for teenagers to call in with questions about um, HIV transmission. Very valuable service. That has also been... Bought up. So now you have teenagers trying to figure out how they can contract AIDS. Getting well, how how to avoid contracting AIDS? Hopefully, (laughs) Uh, otherwise they are dialing the right number. Yes, right. Well, you know, the only type of sex you can have is by yourself. Oh, yeah. I don't think phone sex has ever caused AIDS, but I could be wrong. I have to being skeptical. I have to leave that open. Not directly. Yes, I'll I'll agree. So um, it's it's, oh, and also another thing to note. It isn't just phone sex. It's also um, mortgages, uh, <laughs> websites. Wait, 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 you can, you can <laughs> call this number and, and have sex while you're getting a mortgage? Yes. Well, no, some of the, some of the numbers so are being So you're giving rerouted. it and you're t- getting it in the some rear of the numbers, same time. <laughs> some of the numbers are not just being rerouted to sex lines. They're being rerouted to uh, refinancing That's your mortgage, a big travel. down payment. <laughs> Apparently, um, oh, I just saw this. Apparently, some of the other lines that this company has bought up are 1-800-Cadillac, 1-800-Minolta, 1-800-Cameras, 1-800-Worship. Yay! 1-800-Whirlpool, and Aww. the kind of funny thing, 1-800-Metallica. <laughs> so I was wondering why this always happens, because you hear this in the news occasionally. So it has to do with this company that's buying up these numbers. Yeah, they just kind of... They buy them up, and then they hope that when you call... Trying to find a Whirlpool repairman to fix your dishwasher. That it's not your dishwasher that needs fixing. You see, yeah, <laughs> well, I still, I, need my, I still need my dishwasher fixed, but maybe a quick wank first. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go get it fixed. 
<laughs> and then there are people who just not really paying that much attention, thanks to technology. Thank you for calling Whirlpool. <laughs> just dial in their credit card number and... To get service, <laughs> press one. <laughs> to service someone else, press two. So, Greg, um, a little Texas news. Texas yes. news. We, we have a little, we have occasional news here in Texas from time to time. <laughs> we do? It's not all about horses and cattle and people putting dumbass battering rams on the front of their trucks, even though they work as a programmer. Not that I'm bitter or anything. But we had a exorcism um, death in Texas. Yes, yes it, it actually happened some time ago, the, the exorcism death. But um, basically, a 20-year-old woman whose uh, mother was sentenced to life in prison without parole on Wednesday the, I'm guessing the 13th, um, basically convicted of capital murder. Um, her, uh, let's see, her 13-month-old daughter was beaten to death in 2008. Her boyfriend was convicted for the for the murder first. Because he uh, actually did the... He actually did the beating. Did the beating. The exorcism? Yes. Yeah, and, um, and reading reading on what was happening, it didn't sound like an exorcism. Yeah, basically what <laughs> the, like what the article murder. I found says is... He... he um, sorry. Uh, so the, the mother thought it was an exorcism, but what the boyfriend was doing... This is a 13-month-old baby. Beat the child with a hammer and and bit her 30 times. I don't think that's how you do an exorcism. No, but I don't think it was a baby that needed the exorcism. That <laughs> yeah. wasn't how they did it in the movies. No. no. That's, that's disgusting. That's horrible. Yeah, so basically her husband was <clears throat> basically this raving maniac inspired or, well, maybe not inspired by, but... You know, his belief that this child was possessed was encouraged by ideas of, well, there there are demons that can possess your child, right. so that you know that didn't stop him from doing this horrible, horrible thing. Right. And fortunately, honestly, the mother should also be convicted for not doing anything about it. Right. Allowing it to happen, which I think is what yeah. What is she was she yeah, it's kind of and, yeah. I think if that's the word, I don't know if that's the word. But it's it's kind of a, a very sad story. Um, and and just another example of, you know, not critical thinking. That would be a prime example. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we had a, a a story on CNN. Uh, where Dr. Wendy Walsh, who's, I guess, a regular contributor to CNN on relationships and such, said... <laughs> I trust her already. Most <laughs> studies on survivors show that atheists die first. I don't trust her at all. Survivors <laughs> of what? Well, they had first been talking about the earthquakes. <laughs> Obviously uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I survived watching CNN. <laughs> um, they had been talking about uh, the Japanese earthquake and tsunami. And then they switched topics and they started talking about how religion is declining and might go extinct. And she, I think that got her blood up. She says, well, science doesn't know everything. We know and, that. Um, yes. And <laughs> went on to saying that atheists die first. In, 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 in catastrophes 
And her logic is what really is, if anybody can get their head around this. So no no numbers or, or anything like that, just... Just anecdotal? Logic. Citation. No, she, she, she says studies, and, and, and she did come <laughs> okay. back, and with some studies, uh, we can talk about. Oh, okay. But, but her first logic was this. If you don't believe in the supernatural, then how can you believe that you have the supernatural abilities to survive a catastrophe? <laughs> So if you don't believe you're Superman, you don't believe you can fly away from a meteor. Right. Because in order to survive a catastrophe, you really do need to believe that you have supernatural abilities. Hold on. If you were Superman, you would not fly away from me. You would stop that meteor and you would redirect it against somewhere else. Well, maybe you're a wishy-washy kind of teenage Superman who doesn't know all of his powers. Oh, okay. And yeah. is just sees this thing and says, <gasps> eek, and flies away. There's, there's, yes. Now, did she actually quote studies, or is this more of the 20th century version of they? Okay, you know, she did not quote studies. studies. No, she did on the her giant book. dance. <laughs> when she was criticized for In this, Barbara? she cited studies on her blog. Wait, she okay? So there are studies linked to from her blog, or she just did studies on her blog. Where she asked people, do you think that atheists will die linked, first? Like I a believe, fer- ferangulated survey kind of thing. Three studies. Okay. She linked three oh, studies okay. on her blog. Um, well, why don't we let you talk? <laughs> it's, it's hard to get your mind around what she's trying to say here, that religious believers believe they have supernatural abilities, for one thing, is a stretch. More than than atheists right. do. They think gods and angels have supernatural abilities right. that help them mundane people get through life. Yes. Two is that ability to believe you have supernatural powers somehow helps you through a, a catastrophe. To survive a catastrophe, you have to have supernatural powers, or believe you have, or or believe believe that you have. It's really hard to get your head. That's the definition of what a supernatural power is, because, like, say, swimming. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be good in the tsunami, but the supernatural power is surviving natural disasters. Now, she did cite some studies. Um, I'm not going to go into them in detail. One thing about the studies is none of them have to do with surviving a catastrophe. Um, Gee, imagine. They all have to do with surviving a hangnail. A test? Well, they talk. There are studies about surviving cancer, about longevity, and, and, and overall longevity. Now, well, we know there was the study. Cancer that, is fairly catastrophic, but it's. It's not a tor- it's it not an earthquake. Right. Yes. Um, now, one of the studies have been talked about before was a study that. Um, people who have religious beliefs do live longer. But when you break that study down... Or it seems like they live longer. <laughs> when you break that study down and you talk about... And, and you ask the right questions, <clears throat> which they did in the study, and you can break this down, the correlation is really with how many friends and how many social events you go to. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and because religious people are going to church every week and have a circle of friends associated with that, but if you look at the other side of people with no religious beliefs, if, they, if you look at people with no religious beliefs with the same number of social contacts and friends, there's no difference. Like people who go to the San Antonio Skeptics Meetup you know, at meetup.com, they have more friends and they live longer. So please come to the meetup. <laughs> exactly. That is, I mean, you can, you can be... 
a non-believer and have active social, happy social life, and the, the skeptics meetups and, and everything like that is. And in fact, you could look at the at this podcast as being part of your social calendar. So you should probably get your friends to listen to this podcast as well. Is that a shameless plug? Well, not shameless, <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely a plug. I, yeah, it's it's not shameless because boy, I feel like crap right now. <laughs> There, there is another study she cites of people surviving open heart surgery. But um, I haven't. I, I, I like. I'd be interested in seeing these studies because some of these studies don't say what the the believers necessarily say they say. Like of those people who knew that they were prayed for, especially I think it was open heart surgery or surgery, uh, recovered less well than those who had no idea or weren't. Right. This was talked about uh, not by us, but by many. <laughs> Ad nauseum by other podcasts. <laughs> well, she is citing a study here on open heart surgery that really is significant, uh, statistically insignificant. Um, it's basically a coin toss. Right. But besides the point, this has nothing to do with surviving an earthquake or any kind of or any kind of catastrophe. And and she, or she could just come out powers. and say, you know what, I misspoke. I, it wasn't intended to be a, a, factual, a factual statement, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but there is nothing to back up the fact that atheists die first in, in catastrophes. Um, and I, I would I would just think that that would be less true because I think atheists would be more likely to look at the reality of the situation and get away as quickly as possible. They're like, not going to stop and pray. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's like that old fable of, you know, this person is... Oh no! You know, being the the floodwaters are coming, and they and he and he keeps going, and somebody comes by in the boat, and, and the guy goes, "Oh no, I'm talking to God. I'm praying." Right, that one. Right, and the, and says, "You know, no, don't worry, I won't take your ride on your boat because I have God to protect me." And they says, "Okay," and comes by, and then you know, a helicopter comes by and lowers lowers down the rope and says, "Get on the helicopter." No, no, I got God to protect me. Don't worry. And then the person drowns and dies, goes up to heaven, and God says. You know, the, the person gets angry at God, saying, why didn't you save me? I was praying to you. He said, I sent you a guy with a boat. I sent you a helicopter. What more did you want? So, you know, at least uh, us atheists realize, well, uh, the only person who's going to help me in this situation is me. Or the person right next to me, so we can team up together and do this kind of trust exercise building things that you do at summer camp and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Well, it's just another person lashing out against atheists right. with nothing. It's nothing it's to back it's them almost an a there are no atheists in foxholes yes. kind of logic. And, yes, which has been debunked many many times. Now let's no, talk. I know to several of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I met one recently. Um, in a foxhole? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh. I, I met someone who said that to me recently. Uh, I've known several lines. atheists who have been in foxholes. Yeah, there is a group called uh, Foxhole Atheists uh, in the military, right. which is a wonderful, wonderful, and uh, there's there's a higher percentage of atheists in the military than among the general population, which... Don't tell that to the authorities at Fort Bragg, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, another um, kind of uh, batshit crazy thing going on is the birther... Uh, issue, and there was actually some. Um, thing won't die. The thing is, it it was it was dying. It was going away. <laughs> and then well, Donald Trump came. Yeah, Donald Trump came. But it looks like I mean, there's going to be a split. Michelle Bachman, <clears throat> I believe it was yesterday. Had, uh, it was Sunday on Good Morning America with uh, Stephanopoulos, 
when he cornered her about the issue and waved the birth certificate in front of her, <laughs> basically said, okay, let's move on. Well, her her actually, the the headline that they had on it, or the tagline was, she admits that he's got a birth certificate and it's time to move on. But what she said was, if that's true. So I, I she may be kind of putting it aside now, but I don't think for a moment that she actually believes that, yeah, she, uh, that birth certificate or... Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Stepanov has called her on her bullshit. She was unable to support what she was saying uh, when he said, this is the birth certificate. It's legal. It's certified. She goes, well, there you go. Let's move on. You know, Uh, very interesting to see what the backlash on that's going to be. Very interesting if if Donald Trump has something to say about that. But Palin is now also saying... She had actually backed away from the birther issue and basically said it was a non-issue. And now that Trump has brought it back up, she's kind of hedging her bet there. She's kind of going, well, let's see where he goes with all of his investigators. Yeah, if he's got the resources to go investigate, then that's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And Which that can only be good for us. And it's like, well, no. I, I didn't think that she was ever... On the birther. She was kind of, she hinted at it and everything else. And then she was all like, you know, it's a non-issue. Let's move on. He's president. Let's move on. And basically criticize and bitch about everything else he's doing rather than this minute aspect. And now, now that Trump has started back up and Charlie Sheen (laughs) going on about if, where's the birth certificate, you know, and this grand conspiracy of... Busey? Gary Busey? Gary Busey. Gary Busey is supporting Trump, just Trump specifically. Yeah. I, it's not about the birther issue, but <laughs> but yeah, Trump's really working out the crazy vote. <laughs> that they, they may have some pretty good votes, although uh, I think she shot himself in the foot by having people walk out on him from his first de- uh, stage debut. Trump or Charlie Sheen? Sheen. Okay. Sheen. Yeah. yeah. That would be great <laughs> if people walked out on Trump, but... But, I mean, it, it is difficult to wrap my brain around the complex conspiracy that somebody has had to create about the birther controversy. In, in order to because, get the newspaper announcements there. Well, yeah, we're talking, you know, what, 48 years of making it's a to long get... time coming. And then they knew that he was going to run for president. Yes. I mean, that's... The guy could... He couldn't turn out to be a, a blithering idiot. <laughs> Uh, and and they'd be like, well, I, he's our guy. You know, it could have been. Or you can it, put him on the Republican ticket. He, I mean, he could have been an insurance salesman. He could have just stayed a law professor. But no, they knew somehow he was going to be president. All right. Now the birther bill in Arizona. Yes, Jan Brewer. Surprisingly has, has enough, <clears throat> vetoed. vetoed it. But it's slated to go back to the legislature, and they're primed to actually override it. So this whole Bertha thing is just a really exciting battle. It's going to be it's, very interesting to follow. Uh, it, I think it's, I think it's, it's made. Almost, it's to, starting to sound like the Republicans are acting like Democrats in that they can't get their shit together. <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think that's where they're at right now because the Tea Party is definitely split split the the party, and so the, whoever's going to run is going to have to combine both uh, both sides, and so he's going to have to be middle of the road and insane. Middle of the road batshit crazy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> As opposed to completely batshit crazy and Right, normal. and angry, yeah. <clears throat> no worries. Is this, what, is, could we lead into the um, 
uh, Sharia. Is it Sharia a Texas one? Yes. Texas, uh, Tennessee. Well, um, Leo Berman just basically um, said, you know, we want um, basic, the, the, the Constitutional Amendment, House Joint Resolution 57. Ah, the whole, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. The whole um, you know, none of our laws shall be based... Um, the, a court of the state shall uphold the laws of the Constitution of the United States, this Constitution, federal laws, and laws of the state. A court of the state may not enforce, consider, or apply any religious or cultural law. That's what <laughs> I he thought per- that was uh, separation of church and state. Yeah, I thought, well, I thought we had that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that's, what, that's what I blogged about. Yeah, because, oh, but yeah. you know what? Maybe maybe that'd be a good thing because it'll backfire on them as well. Well, yeah, that's what I was. That's one of the points I was going to go into. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically, it's a response well, to the court case. Are we recording right now? Yeah, or? we're recording. Okay. It's basically a we're response t- to the court case where a couple was, and I'm not exactly sure about the details, but basically it was remanded to an iman for mediation. But that's perfectly acceptable. Right. But it was referred to an iman as opposed to, you know, Joe Bob and his, you know, church on, you know. The freaking strip mall. <laughs> uh, um, I hadn't heard about that. So, who can be a mediator? I mean, do you have to? Have anybody any can be a anybody mediator. Can mediate. I mean, if if you agree to abide by the the rules of of the culture that you're in, you you agreed to abide. But you can't break the law of the land. Mm-hmm. So, if if you've got something that is not necessarily a legal issue, but it's like a, a domestic issue. Mm-hmm. You can uh, agree with the person that you're having this dispute with right, to have it mediated by whoever you want, and that it, keeps it out of the courts anyway, so it doesn't tie them up. And it and so there you go. An so, example is like if you are in a Hasidic community in New York City, you would have the rabbinical council do your mediation in say the case of a divorce. Yeah, but in this case, so if they if they do a, make a law. Where mediators can't be imams, then it will apply to any Christian minister as well. So, is the law going to make that? But but what illegal? But no, that's not what, what the law is what saying. What Berman's resolution for the the amendment is is saying that the courts themselves cannot consider any religious or quote unquote cultural law. We cannot that's consider. It. So. Um, uh, cannot or cannot consider um, this court or of this state may not enforce, consider, or apply any religious law. And yay, Ten Commandments right out. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that law. Yeah, that you know that's that's not bad. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I wonder if they are even thinking that uh, it applies to themselves. I, it'll be interesting to see what the entire thing says because I bet there's some caveats in there. No, that's pretty much it. Um, the proposed constitutional constitutional amendment will be upheld and blah blah blah. It's it most of it is just saying this is going to be. So, a, but it's just amendment. religious law. So, like common law, for example. Um, that could be a cultural law. It, that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, it, it kind of is, is it not? Yeah, it'd be hard to define religious law because we don't have religious law here. It would have to be foreign. None. It, would, it wouldn't have to be anything at all. from the Bible. Well, it could, from, it could be a case uh, of, say, a Muslim man wants to divorce his wife because I don't know she's mixed poly and cotton. <laughs> you know, 
would that be a reason to get divorced? Would that be a legitimate... You would call it irreconcilable differences and just leave it at that. Right. But if if your divorce is being mediated by an imam, he can turn around and say, yes, it is, and the husband gets everything. But again, I think if you agree to that, right, I don't see a problem there. That's that's the thing. That's you outside of the courts. It has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with the yeah. courts. Uh, yeah, that's 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 not a problem. If you're coerced into doing that, that's the that's, problem. But yeah. then you can always go to court and say it was the rest. People like Rep Berman here, Leo Berman, um, basically are are assuming that religious law is being implemented in the actual courts themselves. And the reason why he believes that this needs to happen is is he thinks that, quote-unquote, it's being done in Dearborn, Michigan right now. It's being done in Dearborn, Michigan because of a large population of Middle Easterners and the judges in Dearborn are using and allowing to be used Sharia law. And the reason why he thinks this is being done is because, quote, I heard it on a radio station here on my way to the Capitol one day. Yeah, That's a great reason to have legislation. Yeah. Quote, I don't know Dearborn, Michigan, but I heard it. Sharia on AM radio, accepted. no doubt. On the radio. Isn't that true? Yeah. Because but it doesn't people say on the radio would never it. lie. But was it AM or FM? Are you sure it was AM? Because AM, it, it AM does is not all say truth. Where, it does not say where he heard it. He could have heard... It being a story being debunked on NPR for all we know. And missed the first five and minutes. Missed, yeah, it could have I'm been just, a War of the Worlds situation where he, he used to say, Panic, panic, they're using Sharia law. Yeah, yeah. Where he forgot Ira Glass saying, no, this is not true. Or Garrison Keillor or yeah. whoever. I'm sure there's there's 100 uh, AM uh, talk show people saying that Sharia law is, you know, the law of the land in Dearborn, Michigan. I'm just trying to think of how this could be enforced. If if you're a judge and <clears throat> you're presented with an, a, a, a mediated divorce, um, how can you, if it was a, a minister or a mom or whatever, any religious person who helped mediate that divorce, how it's got to be null and void. You cannot enforce it. You have to make sure that no religious ideas were introduced during that mediation or else you cannot enforce that divorce, that agreement. That's what that law is saying. Hmm. There is no way, it would just, there's no way you could, in effect, have a mediated agreement by any religious figure. Right. I, I, I see where you're going, and I, I agree with the statement that you're making. There, there, from what I understand, there are a lot of judges that are just shy away from that sort of thing. If, if something is, is decided in that sort of mediation, they'll just say, I can't rule on this. I, you know, it has nothing to do with the law, and they they basically say you don't have standing to have this issue be in court. So they basically reject those kind of uh, lawsuits or something like that, saying I can't make a decision. The, a judge in the United States cannot make a decision of what is kosher and what is not kosher. Right. You'll have to ban any religious figure doing mediation. No, no, but. No, there, there's there's mediation being done right now, and judges say I can't touch it. Right, and, and I that's mean fine. in effect, in effect, no mediation done by a religious figure can be enforced in a court. And that's still the that's the case right now, and it would still be the I, case. I don't think that's even the case. if this amendment went in. 
Uh, you know, I think I think you're talking cross purposes because right now the way it stands, right? If uh, mediation by a religious authority does stand, but if you brought it to court, um, it would have no chance at all of standing because there was a religious um, person involved. I'm, in I'm the saying the the judge won't even hear it in the first place. You're saying no ministers right now do divorce mediation. No, no, any kind of they will do mediation. divorce mediation. <laughs> But, but if, if the wife says, I'm going to bring this to court and challenge it, the but judge it go, will it say... it goes to court. The agreement goes to court. A, a, a judge has to agree to that whatever agreement they come to. Well, that's different from if someone is challenging. Yeah, I'm not talking about challenging. Even if both parties agree. Right. A judge cannot enforce that agreement, even if they agree, because a religious figure helped mediate that agreement. Will not and religious be. ideas will not will be. Not be. But... Not. The sure. the agreement just says I the husband will give you five thousand dollars a month as alimony. That's the agreement that they signed to. The reasons why may not be actually part of the legal document. If even if it's something like I will give you five thousand so, dollars a so month, so how are we going to enforce, enforce this bring, law? Okay, you're talking about what's now. He's talking about if this law passes. Right, that's, but I'm saying you know that still can be happen. Either way, it's it's not going to matter because whatever reasons, whether or not you're a Jedi and make decisions because you know you know Star Wars versus Star Trek, and make a decision, you know, have a mediator come in and say, well, this is better or whatever. It does not matter. The agreement is well, we're going to watch this today, so the judge is going to sign off on yes, you agreed to do this. So how do you enforce this law? You don't. There's nothing to be enforced here because there's no religious. Nothing religious is actually being enforced now either. The judge is not saying. No, I, I disagree. The judge with is that. not saying this is kosher and that's not kosher. The judge is saying right now, you two have agreed that's going to be kosher, so now that's legal for you two. You two have made this agreement. Yeah. But they're, they're, within that agreement, how do, you, how do you certify that agreement has no religious ideas in it? That there's no influence from... It, let's say you go to a Baptist minister, okay? And he thinks that, you know, that women are, are inferior and mm -hmm. they don't deserve any alimony and this and that. And that's your religion. <clears throat> and it's a, basically religious... I'm sorry. Idea? How do you make sure that does not creep into this? They have to make sure now. They have to certify that those ideas have not creeped into the decision. If the law passes. If the law passes. It's what, because the, according to the law, there is no religion allowed uh, in, during, in mediation. It, it, the law has says nothing about mediation. The but law is saying... That's what the law is in response to right now. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, we may have gotten what the Wackaloons heard was that Sharia a judge was coming to America. A judge passed something. What started as a story of a judge passed off saying, "Okay, you can, you two can go have an agreement off to the side, go do your thing." What that got interpreted to by someone who wrote a headline was Sharia law. Right. Okay. Right. Because I believe and, it was not a couple, but it was business partners. Right. I believe it was business partners, so I'm correcting myself here, who had entered into an agreement. The agreement went south. 
and they decided to seek mediation. And basically the judge said, seek mediation. You're both of the Islamic faith. Go see your imam. And the imam made a, a very nice agreement or something. And it came back and the judge signed off on it saying, okay, it's all good. It's kosher for mixing my... Party A has signed agreement. Party B has signed nice. agreement. It's now binding. Right. Well, see, and which had nothing to do with the judge's part with religion at all. Right. The difference being in, in a lot of Islamic countries, the court system is not strong. They, they can't hear right. all these domestic cases. And there's a another, you know, the Sharia court system, it, village elders can hear these cases and they have the force of law. Okay. So that's what we're trying to, that's what some people are trying to protect against. But there is no way that can happen here. Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> because we have a legal system here that does not recognize Sharia. And there's, we have a legal system that really could never recognize a Sharia decision as law. I agree. And it sounds like what the, this language, what they're saying here, is going to cause problems in the legal system. It, it's going to have unintended consequences of, of making it very difficult to, for judges to weed out, you know, what's a legitimate mediation, what's not. You know, it, it just seems like it's going to be a very difficult thing to interp mm -hmm. interpret and enforce. And it's useless. It, it, it's, it is it's completely, completely superfluous. It has absolutely no reason for being. And 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 part of the problem with this is that it, it's obviously useless. But Rep. Berman and the kind of people who bring up these laws don't take the thirty seconds on Google to figure out that it is useless. Well, they, some of them know. There, there, there's. I think there's basically two reasons that these bills are introduced. One is to show their credentials on their pro-Christian, anti-Muslim, you know, views, right? Right. Well, Berman is famous for that stuff, anti-immigration and and all sorts of... Right. He's a birther guy. And there, there are also those, which we've seen, who have brought these bills up to embarrass the other party, who they know are going to vote against it, and where they can have that soundbite... Uh, in the next campaign to say, my opponent is for Sharia law. Okay, that's another reason that these laws are introduced. Right. And it's not like congressmen are not known for introducing laws that really have no effect or impact on everyday's lives, like these proclamations of, you know, oh, today is, you know, National Cheese Day, that really don't matter or the one that we are a Christian nation. Yes. Right. Or reaffirming in God we trust. Right. Yeah. Which is uh, really what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are probably all sorts of proclamations like that. Um, so we have a let's move on to another topic. Something something close to home, perhaps. Today okay. is uh, Mar uh, April twentieth, twentieth of April. We're recording right. this on April twentieth, and right now it's the grand opening of the San Antonio chapter of the uh, Holistic, Holistic Chamber, Chamber of, of Commerce. Yay! Which is a, it's, a, it's a national chamber of commerce for uh, vendors and uh, businesses, small businesses, who, um, who, like 
holistic, uh, naturalistic, uh, alternative, all hug, and uh, an alternative and, and complementary medicines. They're, they're um, what's the thing called? We you quote uh, their their motto is: "We may not get you where you want to go, but we'll get you where you need to go." Oh, that's nice. Or where how, you need to be. How very Dirk Gently of you. Very, yes. Nice. <laughs> Holistic Detective Agency, <laughs> yes. Um, now, Adams, look it up. <laughs> so I took the opportunity to um, look at uh, the local members of this group. And we actually have, we have one, two, three, four, eight, nine, eight or nine members. Hey, San Antonio she's members. She's pretty cute. She the is. The third one she? down. The, um, the the one centimeter this, by one semen, the, centimeter the picture. Soul nourishing. Did you say uh, semen meter? <laughs> <laughs> we wow. now have. Wow. <laughs> okay, children, cover up your ears. We now have nine members of the uh, San Antonio chapter of the uh, Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and and I want to talk about these a few of these places. So we have just as many people in the Chamber of Commerce than we had come to our last skeptics meetup. Oh, we gotta we gotta work better. Oh, we can have a brawl with the Muslim and women. We win. <laughs> we need to have a joint meeting, which is probably good for the holistic chamber of the, commerce. The problem with having meetings with believers, like skeptics with the UFO group or skeptics with the conspiracy group, is the skeptics have ten to twenty people. The UFO believers have a hundred people to come to every meetup. We're outnumbered ten to one. Right, but but if it's we have a joint meetup, they'll bring the joints. And it is marijuana day. It Get is over the fact it is 420. It is 420. <laughs> <laughs> a day after Scott. Well, let's talk fun. about some of these these local vendors because we have we some have really few. good vendors in San Antonio. I'm surprised and just my what, friend isn't uh, isn't part of that. Well, not yet. I mean, it just it just had its grand opening today. We know there's some other uh, places that are going to uh, join. Um, uh, we'll talk about them in the future. But right now, these people have joined the bandwagon. Um, I'm not sure I've ever heard of this before, but there's a company called Wiccan. Wiccan I'm sorry, Nickin. it's Nickin. <laughs> Nickin. Wasn't, wasn't there a video N. game called uh, Tekken? Oh, it's Tekken. Never mind. This is very different than Wiccan, but it's <laughs> it's about at the same level. And let's let's talk a little bit about their product catalog. Um, they, their tag is wellness energy for living. Sorry, we're laughing at the fact that you took your glasses off to read. <laughs> Last week you're taking all your clothes off. Oh, he wanted this to look. This is very, very small print. <laughs> would you like a magnifying glass? I've got one. That would help. This is because I one. keep saying Wiccan, and it's right, Nickin. We're gonna. So um, this is from Nickin's website. Since its very beginning, Nickin has developed means of harnessing the energy that exists in our natural environment and delivering it through life-enhancing technologies and products. So we have we have. Uh, natural, natural we have energy, energy. We have life enhancing, yes, and products. All meaningless bullshit words. Yep. Today it continues to make no, use of. No, they're just hitting the five words of Lou. Wellness energy. Oh, has a fundamental principle. Wellness energy is a Nikon term for the forces that are found in the physical universe. These phenomena have been extensively researched and are included in the basic study curriculum of chemistry. Physics and biology. 
I don't remember learning any of that stuff in chemistry, physics, or biology, all of which I have taken. These are your natural forces that you learn. What we need ah. to do is harness them for our natural well-being. Okay, sort of. Like These are rainbow. natural forces, by the way. Like fire, water, earth, and air. Here's an and example. Here's effort. an example. Uh, there are many forms of energy that can Let's exert the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> an influence on the human body, and these derive from a variety of sources. Okay, here's your first example. Magnetism. Yeah, I, how the <laughs> fuck does that work? <laughs> Magnetism is a part of the natural environment for all living things. True. Over time, the artifacts of modern civilization have diminished our contact with the Earth's magnetic field. I don't know what she's talking about. And Nikon products with magnetic technology are designed to help counterbalance this effect. What? <laughs> well, that's just plain stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what do you think? It's a, lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of words that they've heard thrown around, you know, the History Channel. It's, it's <laughs> but, just, but apparently they're smarter than the insane clown posse. Right. Okay. Just kind of jumbled together to right, say, say we have neat stuff that sounds kind of sciencey. So oh, they're, like, they're, they're like playing woo woo name Boggle. Yes. Or woo Mad Libs. <laughs> woo Mad Libs. Nikon calls this <laughs> magnetic equalizing technology. Magnetic. As in, that's when they come magnetic together. Magnetic equalizing together. technology. I thought it was when they came in. Forced no, 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 no. That, that, does, that doesn't equalize anything. As and they're in, always trying to fight and try and get back to each other. Oh, exactly. So they're turning down the base on the magnets and up the treble? <laughs> Look, you don't understand. The Earth of course has a I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the Earth has a magnetic field. Yes, right. Which right. is good for us. Yes, it, it is. It wellness. Not and our modern technology has it's... all of these magnets and electromagnetic crap going oh. around. And we've oh. lost touch oh. with our nat the natural. Magnetics. This explains a lot. Weren't we talking a little, what, like last week about short-term memory and technology? But we might have been talking about short-term memory loss. We might, uh, were we? No, I think we were talking about technology. So And short-term memory loss, yes! Oh, Bicycle! Okay. <laughs> so, um, magnetic equalizing technology is a lining or normalizing factor to help produce conditions that more closely correspond to nature. So you actually, for the equalizing technology, you actually have to do the smiley face. So more base, less mid. And, and, and it's actually how they, it's interesting how they do this, because I looked at their products, and they have magnets that spin this way and then spin the other way at uh, the same time. What is this, some so kind it's of a, suppository? And they make, no, they what? make, <laughs> no. They make mattresses and wraps and jewelry and all kinds of magnetic well, actually, okay, spinning magnets is kind of cool. It is. It is cool. Right. It's really neat to have it on your desk at work, but yeah. it's not going to change your life because magnets, everyday magnets, do not really have that wide of a field, magnetic They're, field. Yeah, even even the rare earth ultra-strong magnets, Right. which I, I have some from, from some old hard drives I, I took apart. Right. They're but, fun. You know, the average magnet that someone will put in a bracelet or something has a tiny little magnetic field, and it's not going to really affect much more than a couple millimeters away from it. Well, see, I have found, I, I, I have these little refrigerator magnets with words on them. You know, it's, I can do poetry. I found that if I superglue them to my chest, it um, 
Hurts when they come up? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's I really one. didn't know where I was going with that one. Sorry. That's I thought you were going our... for more like you get all the ladies when you have the magnets all over your oh, chest. Oh, yeah, I have, I have love and hate over uh, each breasticle. I think you're totally off subject. This is one of the things that you can get if you frequent one of our holistic Chamber of Commerce members. Just so if you're interested... A, do they come with a free power band? I have a placebo band. I have a rock and roll band. <laughs> that now, you say. If you visit Jacqueline McLaughlin, you can get craniosacral therapy. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. moving on. Hold on. Hold on. Take that I, I don't think it's pronounced sacral. No, hold on. Let's take this apart. Sacral? I think that's. I think it's no. I have the degree in craniosacral. Sacral. Okay. Okay, I was wrong. Cranium it's, meaning you your head. say sacral. I say sacral. Let's call the whole thing off. off. Sacral being part of the pelvis. So what? It's the head up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Craniosacrotherapy is a bodywork method that focuses on gently stimulating your <laughs> the, the ass with the head. Okay. Uh. Gently stimulating code word for this Chinese. I think I think how much do they charge? I'm thinking I might want to go to that one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think we just broke David. Get some, get some, get some, spin, get some spinning magnets. <laughs> oh wait, that's that's called the yeah the rabbit. Um, craniosacral therapy is a bodywork method that focuses on gently stimulating your craniosacral system, <laughs> membranes and fluid that surround the brain and spinal cord, to heal the body by improving the functioning of the central nervous system. CST, um, that's cranial sacral therapy, effectively complements your body's natural healing process and has been known to help alleviate a wide variety of problems, has been including central nervous system disorders, chronic fatigue syndrome, TMJ, <laughs> fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Okay. If they're talking about a simple massage, which is what this really kind of sounds like, sure, you get it, you fall asleep, all of a sudden your fatigue is relieved. <laughs> I wonder what TMJ is. It sounds like too Temporal much information. mandibular joint disease. No, it's, it's, and a, they just didn't know what it's a gossip TV show thing. Oh, I thought it was TMZ. <clears throat> Ah. But this is not Six as good as their next... The other. This, if, if that's not good enough, this is much better. Soma Energetics. Soma. Soma as Soma. in sleep. Soma. We store life experiences as energy patterns in our energy anatomy. Wow, they just keep getting crazier and crazier. Some of those experiences like create blockages, interrupting the free flow of energy. So the blockages very... are massaged by the sacral therapy in our lives. It's sounding very Scientology and... Wait, did we, we decide it was sacral or sacral? Sacral. Sacral. You said sacral. sacral. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Um, Soma Energetics Vibration Tuning. Vibration Tuning. Okay, see, I have lots of musical instruments. I can use that. Using... You could. You could so set up a Soma Energetic because they use... Solfeggio tuning forks. So really, solfege? Uh, that's uh, do re mi fa sol la ti do. <laughs> oh yes. 
I thought that was a 70s funk band. <laughs> the sulfite method is, is do re mi. That's great. Um, facilitates releasing of energy to flow more easily. Sessions are usually 30 or 40, 60 minutes and are conducted fully clothed on a massage table. Well, that's no fun. But they never say what the energy actually is. It's, it's just energy. energy. <laughs> it's our vital force. Oh, well, of course. Fucking magnets. So so this, so this is basically a series of woo shops and peddlers yeah. who are kind of coming together for a common bond. Yeah. It's a chamber yeah. of commerce. Chamber of commerce. And I'm chamber. on their email list, so I'm going to make sure we notify oh. everyone whenever we get a new member. That was two. We have um, plenty more. We have some wonderful stuff if you're interested in, in releasing your energy blockages and... Uh, and your chakras. I tell you, I've been doing that all day. Well, <laughs> we could even consider taking a field trip every once in a while to see what like these people are actually selling and well, what we they missed actually the party say. today. Well, we'll miss the, f- the first meeting, and that's okay because it's just the first meeting, so they, they may be like dancing around the pot naked. Or, well, oh, damn, not- we missed that because that girl's hot. <laughs> there was a pre meeting <laughs> thing, too. And I'm They're probably very just trying to decide who brings the cookies next time. Oh. They're going to be like flax and raisins. So. Oh. Yeah, you're probably right. I, well, we could probably bring some like real lard-infested ones, but if we uh, <laughs> hover a crystal over them, uh, we can say that it took out um, some of the bad uh, energy. Gotcha. Lard. And on that note, I think we're pretty much done with the podcast. <laughs> Are we? Do we have anything more? Um, nothing that can't wait until next week. Nope. Okay. We do have a lot of things going on. We have so many topics we want to talk about. Um, but what, what we what we do is anything that we haven't really touched on much, or maybe any of us wanted to expound more upon. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting up onto the blog. Uh, Skepticwire.blogspot.com and uh, friend us on Facebook like and us. Twitter and Twitter. The Skepticwire Twitter. The Skepticwire. The Skepticwire Twitter. Uh, SkepticWire, and then SkepticWire at gmail.com is our email address. Yeah, give us some feedback, guys, if anybody's out there. Give us some <laughs> feedback. Feed us. <laughs> <laughs> let let us, if, let us. I swear, if you are the first one to send us an email, we will read your email on the air. Yes. Unless it's obscene. <laughs> no, especially <laughs> if it's obscene. We do have caveats. some caveats. Yeah. We have some standards. Uh, in case I don't know, no <laughs> threatening letters, no overtly racist stuff. Yeah, no, no. Well, threatening—that's fine. We can deal with the threats. Well, it depends we'll on the level. Of well, you know, it depends on how well their threats are. Yeah, if it's just lame. sometimes they they leave out the letters and you go, "What were you trying to yeah. say?" It doesn't mean we won't mock you, but we will read your letter. That's true. Right. And on that note, I will say Alvidra Zane. Later. Goodbye from the Skeptic Wire. Au revoir. And cue music!